welcome everybody to Tuned In Dialed Up. It's a podcast about podcasts. Um, today we have our final From the Sound Up competition winner. Mm. We have Kelly Howard from Be Less Petty. Kelly, thank yeah, you for yeah. joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's been a long time coming. We've been fighting schedules, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. We oh, finally yeah. got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our only nonfiction winner so far. Yes. Our other two winners were audio dramas. Yours was the nonfiction that stood out by far the most. Um, I think I was sold on your podcast, like just right during the intro. It got to the title. Yeah, go ahead, Gavin. I was just going to, Kelly, would you mind giving us a quick rundown of what Be Less Petty (laughs) is about? Uh, so be less petty is all about being less petty with your time, space and energy. I think we, as people focus on some of the pettiest shit and it just pulls from the joy that we can have in life. And so by focusing in on those petty aspects of life, we bring light to it and make people just realize how they're being petty with their time, space and energy. And that is such a wide thing. Like it doesn't have to be, uh, so um I don't want to say hokey like so spiritual to it like oh well I just you know I'm getting enlightened it doesn't have to be that I mean my first my complete first season was be less petty about relationships and we were able to dig into some of the ways that we're petty as hell in relationships you know what I mean so it's just like that's the whole concept is just making light of these petty things we do so that we can get better at them and do less of it and be less petty. <laughs> I need this in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all yes. do. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, we're such a pet and we're such in a petty climate right now. It's yeah. not even funny. Like everybody is attacking everybody. Everybody is pointing the finger and blaming. It's so easy to do because of our president. And now it's like, it, it just makes it acceptable. He does it. Yep. So it's like, Oh, it's acceptable to be this way. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because it's not. And it, divides us in fact to be that petty about things that don't even make i mean it's so minute it's not even going to matter in a grand scheme of things in five years you know i mean well separating kids from their children at the border obviously is going to matter in five years but i mean like the petty shit you know what i'm saying like right right damn near choking somebody out because they accidentally bumped your foot at the grocery store with their cart you know what i'm saying like those kind of things are just so petty, but we focus on them um, or even social media, right? It's such a petty mm-hmm. climate. You know, we're focusing on what other people are doing, how many followers they have, who has the most followers, who's the most popular. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye broke up. Uh, somebody's having a baby. I'm so tired of TMZ. I just want their their yeah. building to explode. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, it's just like, it's. I mean, not them. They can be out. They can be like all on lunch, but the building itself just go up. And so they have to like you know not have accessibility to do what they do (laughs) you have given words to a feeling i've had for so long yes it's just such pettiness and i was realizing just how it was taking me over focusing Mm -hmm. on the petty things and i was unable to really do the things that i enjoy doing which is like uh i'm I'm such a self-help guru like i i i engulf myself in self-help books and stuff. Uh, but I'm also a stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? And right, <laughs> and right. and I'm also a wife and a parent and I have like full ass lives over here. And so I like to talk about those things and how I get through a lot of my struggles um within those those roles and those titles. And I feel like focusing on the outside world and all of the menial, minute petty things that are insignificant takes away from focusing on the things that really add joy to your life. I want to talk about 
you being a comedian too, because I, I think that this is so interesting. Is this your only podcast? It is. Now, this podcast has taken on many faces. This is the one I finally got to that I love. Mm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when I first, first started a long time ago, probably like three years ago, uh, maybe even longer than that, it was called Living with Regrets. <laughs> with Kelly Howard. Now, as a comedian, that was hard to get other people to come on and be willing to talk about the things that they hated most about their life that they had right. done and they had to live with. And so I would get some people that was willing to open up, but me, and I'm, I'm about to take a huge turn right now, but you know, me, I've lost, you know, two living children and mm. a brother to suicide. And I have like things that I've been through, you know, I'm, I'm physically dealing with multiple sclerosis and other things. Mm -hmm. And I just like to talk about those things to know that I'm not alone, to know that I didn't come up in a household that was addictive. And I'm the only person that is trying to see, uh, the beauty in my struggle. You know what I'm saying? And so I like right. to bring other, uh, comedians and other, just other people. It doesn't even have to be a comedian onto the show to talk about that kind of stuff and to talk about the ways that they've learned to deal with it. Like, oh, I journal or I run or I write or whatever their vice is, you know, or I smoke tons of weed, whatever your vice is and how you deal with it, right? Let's talk about that. Let's share that on a larger platform to get other people excited about their journey because everybody has one, right? And so that was the right. initial, that was the initial um, podcast. And then it just was having a hard time really going where I wanted it to go. And then uh, a friend of mine, Felonious Monk, you guys may or may not know him. He's mm -hmm, one of the mm -hmm. correspondents on the um, nightly show or was. And he came to me and was like, yo, Kelly, I feel like you got something that you're really trying to get out here. And I feel like I would be a great co-host to help you get that message out. And so then I had him on and it was called Kelly Talks with Felonious Monk. And so then we were just talking about like stuff that would bother us and irritate us in everyday life and just like, you know, marriage stuff and relationship stuff and uh, just life in general. And, oh, excuse me. It was a really good conversation because Felonious had been locked up for attempted murder and, right. uh, you know, and just having that time in jail just made him just this very interesting person to talk to about real hardcore stuff. And um, and he's very well read and very insightful in a lot of ways, which always intrigued me because, um, you know, I will read the hell out of a first chapter of a book, but I won't finish it. And so it was just like <laughs> really cool to get somebody that just like knew his stuff really well. And um, but then he moved to New York. And so. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, you know, now that's out the door. So I continued to do Kelly talks, but I was just finding a hard, it was, it was really hard for me to find my rhythm with it now that I didn't have a co-host. And I was like, what am I trying to do here? What am I trying to say? You know, and, um, and then my friend was working for Cards Against Humanity and they have like a huge theater and, yeah. uh, and they have like really cool podcasts um, setups in their theater. I mean, they have such a beautiful space and she was a writer there and she was like, yo, I can get you this studio space. They want to start doing podcasts. If you want to start your podcast back up. And I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. And so, um, that's when we revamped Kelly talks into be less petty, but I was already doing a workshop that I was touring to different colleges called Be Less Petty, where I was trying to spark this whole movement of be less petty with your time, space, and energy. But it's more of like a comedic workshop. It's like comedy and self-help meshed into one. So I'm telling you my mm -hmm. journey, but I'm also 
trying to jokingly let you know that let's not take ourselves or any of this shit really seriously because it's just life. <laughs> right, right. So, I yeah. I, I love that as a comedian, like, your first thought wasn't, oh, I'll just do a comedy podcast like all the other comedy podcasts, but you went to something more uh substantial and serious and profound and not like serious serious it's not a drag at all it's still a really engaging fun and often really funny podcast but it is like a more serious topic um did you ever think about doing just a straight up comedy podcast uh not really (laughs) (laughs) i I love that i love that yeah i always say that like i'm you know i've been doing stand-up for 13 years i've you know, been, I've done quite, I don't want to say nowadays, like people are like super blowing up really quick, but I've done quite well with it. I've done Comedy Central, Fox Labs, you know, Last Comic Standing. I've done some great stuff in my career, but mm-hmm. I always feel like something else is, is out there for me. It's not just comedy for me. And I felt mm-hmm. like that for a very long time, just because I really don't mind talking about my story. And it's such an impactful story that right. I know it could change lives, both not only on a, on a micro level of just make people think differently, but on a, on a, uh, whatever the opposite, opposite of micro is macro. macro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is the word? I can't think <laughs> of it. <laughs> I was like, like not only on a micro level, but on a macro level as well with people being able to step outside of their own cocoons and tell their stories, you know, because I feel like that's yeah. what really, helps us connect as people is knowing that we're not alone in any of this, you know? And so it's, it's hard to do because people get, they get caught up in their own world and go into like the shell and they're like, nobody understands what I'm going through, but that is so Mm -hmm. far from the truth. And, um, and I think by sharing my story and spreading it, you know, throughout the world, I can help people embrace their own stories. Speaking of connecting, this actually leads me, I have a quick clip to play real quick before I ask this question. Uh, 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 Kelly, sorry if you hate hearing your own voice. (laughs) No, I actually (laughs) love hearing my own voice. Can you not tell? (laughs) Good, good. So uh, if you guys can help me welcome Anita Chapella. Chapella, yes. Chapella. I was like, I'm going to fuck her last name up, but I didn't. Uh, Yeah, she actually uh, has her own therapy company relationship reality 312 it is based here in chicago illinois i don't know if you travel with it do you at all no but i do skype or facetime so that that opening question runs so smoothly into your guests talking about what they do for a living and like what their expertise is my question here is how long do y'all talk before hitting the record button because things are very like familial and chill and usually there's a sort of uptightness at the beginning of an interview style show yeah uh so i usually hit the record button as soon as we sit down even if we're not introing into the podcast and so i don't know if i did it with that particular episode but you'll usually hear them talking about just random stuff and then i'll dip right into you know, hey, welcome to Be Less Petty, guys. You know, I'm your host. And then it'll kind of just flow from what we were already talking about. Um, But I also tell them as soon as they come in, like, you know, and in my email, I think I'm very clear about, you know, yes, I am a comedian, uh, but this show is not about comedy. It's just about real life issues and how to be less petty with them. It's super casual, super laid back, no raw expectations. I'm not 
Um, I don't have a list of questions. I don't, and I don't do that. I used to do that where I would have like this list of questions and I would try to get through the list of questions. And what I felt there was it just was not organic and it makes it, it makes it feel like more of an interview versus just a conversation, two people talking. I mean, there's so much value in like everybody would like, if they could be a fly on the wall, they would love to, you know what I mean? In certain people households, because just the conversations they have, have so much um, information packed into that. And so by just talking to them, it, it comes out so much better versus trying to make it into like this thing of like, okay, my listeners want to know specific things. First of all, I don't know what the hell my listeners want to know. <laughs> I know what I want to know. You know what I mean? And so I'm assuming if you're one of my listeners, then you probably want to know that too. You follow me for a reason because you know that I'm going to get to this, to the gist of this particular subject. <clears throat> Yeah, you see, I didn't even know her last name. Like I couldn't pronounce it. Um, and 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 on my latest episode about the yoni egg, I say the same thing. I'm like talking, and I'm at, after like three minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop trying to talk my way to remembering her last name, and I'm just gonna let her tell you because I don't know. Like, <laughs> and that's like how it works sometimes. Sometimes I don't remember the person's full name that I have on the show, and I just. But you know what? I'm I'm like that on stage too in stand up. If something's not working or I found something funny and it didn't really go over the way it should, I'll call it out. I'm one of those comics that'll be like, oh, y'all, y'all wasn't really working with that, huh? Okay, all right, I'm gonna go rewrite that joke and see if I can make it a better joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I call myself out because I I just feel like I don't know. We we all we all kind of like mess up. We all make make mistakes and stuff and we all forget things and you just don't want to feel like you're abnormal because you do these things. And that's why I just, I'm very honest about it. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm far from perfect uh, and normal. So here I am. <laughs> oh, of course. Here we go. This might my rap. Oh my God. <laughs> of course. I love my rap. <laughs> Yo, what up world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he packed like that? Why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying X, Y, Z? Did what? Just pettiness. Just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too. Don't mm -hmm. you, girl? Well, check out these bars. Hey! Be less petty with your time. Okay. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is love. Hey. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Okay. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. My, <laughs> I was listening so to this. Good. It's my so brain's good. chronic in this. Man, I could go. I was over here <laughs> rapping with it. I, <laughs> I, I, the first time I, I heard love this, my intro. It is amazing. It's I so was good. In the dead of night. I was not in the headspace to give a shit about a new podcast. And then that rap started. I was like, what is this fucking amazing thing?
It's so <laughs> good. Like seriously, I so we listened to, you know, all of our uh entries to the competition like all the way through several times. But like I was won over like in the intro hands down. Like it was so good. It's I didn't realize it was I thought it was just like you recording and like intro, you know, doing intro stuff for the podcast and that the music was just your intro music. I didn't realize that it was a piece together until the rap started like really getting into it. And it was so fun. It was so great. It's like I'm usually of the opinion that like podcast intro should be really short and to the point, um, but I wanted it to go on forever. It's so good. You know what? I am so glad you said that because I, every time I put my intro in there, I struggle with that. And I'm like, this is two minutes long. And I hope long. that new <laughs> listeners don't like turn it like, oh, what is this? I want to just get to the, but then I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, for one, they can forward it. That's my thoughts exactly. on that. I exactly. was like, and two, it's such a catchy song that it is. you should be rapping it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I've had people that have hit me up and was like, I can't get your song out of my head. And I'm like, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Be less petty. <laughs> yeah. No, it's perfect. It's so catchy. It's so perfect for the show overall. I love that it, it like really establishes the tone too, where like, it is, it does have that little serious, like, these are things that you should genuinely, you know, be less petty about, but it's so engaging and so kind of goofy. And I love that kind of call and response that you have with yourself. It's just so good. Oh, well, I'm so talking good. to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I recorded that like four times. I recorded it. And then at first I was like, it's just so lame. It doesn't really say nothing. And then I was like, uh, and I said something else and I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, that's what it needs. Ad libs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It's, it's great. When did you decide that you wanted to do uh, a sort of theme song like this? Uh, gosh, I don't even remember, actually. Uh, it might have been at the beginning of the podcast, like right at um, at season one. I was just like, I want it to be different. I want to have something that make people remember it really mm -hmm. that's what it was it was like I want you to remember I want you to be and then too I always I always think that I was supposed to be like Nicki Minaj in my past life um and <laughs> and though I'm not like no lyricist or nothing like that like I I know how to rap you know what I mean and so mm -hmm. I enjoy mm -hmm. it and so whenever I have the opportunity to do it I actually had a YouTube video um go viral for its time it's been five years now and it had like a hundred and something thousand views at the time um but it was called the thought anthem and i did this whole music video this whole rap like i mean we filmed it it was a whole production like and i'm rapping on there with these different wigs on like i'm just this big time you know Wait, oh my god this is you no this is i've seen this yes yes <laughs> Yes, that's me. Thought Anthem, that is me. It was like, oh uh, where I talk about um, the, the Thought Anthem, the Thought Uniform is flip-flops, leggings, and flip-flops. Yes, that is me. So um, <laughs> I've always just kind of loved like having something fun like that to attach to whatever it is I'm doing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's where it came from. Just like, okay, if I'm going to be talking about these serious subjects, I kind of got to have something fun and and yeah. to go with it so that people aren't so I don't want people to I don't like when people go into these kind of subjects so you know Oprah-ish I love Oprah to death yeah. it's like my you know I always say that if Oprah 
Tony Robbins, um, Richard Pryor and Lucille Ball had a foursome, I would have been the love child of that situation. But yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's truly how I feel. Um, but at the same time, I don't want it to be so, you know, teary eyed, so hurt. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've come to terms with and I say this a lot about just even dealing with like what I've been through, you know, people will, I'll say that I've lost children and they'll look at me like I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to feel some type of way. I'm supposed to be broken or something's mm-hmm. supposed to be, they're like, Oh, Oh my God. Oh, are you okay? You know? And it's just like, Oh no, I've dealt with this. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've come to terms with this. Like I'm not broken or hurt in any, if anything, I am thankful that I was chosen for this journey because now I have a story and it's so much deeper and so much more mm-hmm. compassionate and, and my voice is so much bigger than it could have ever been had I not had this story, you know? And so when I, when I think about things like that, I just want people to be a little bit more open and relaxed about it because at the end of the day, it's still not the end of the world. You know what I mean? These things don't kill us. They may hurt us, but we can always recover. And that's like the whole message behind all of it. It's like, you can always recover unless obviously you die then you're dead you know what I mean but at that point you don't care about it anyway you know what I mean like you're not even here to do so it's like why do we want the living we worry so much about these kind of things and it's like but we are supposed to continue living how do you do that if your entire mind is filled with the what if should have could have the sad days of yesterday like how do you live today if that's what you're thinking actually on that note there's a specific moment in this episode we're talking about that we should probably cut to real quick just to because this yeah. fits perfectly so hang on one sec you know what and I mean? then there was also infidelity and there and right. there was infidelity right. in our marriage right. uh and it was it was i'm gonna be honest with you so shocking that i defended him to everyone even though it happened i knew it happened but i was like yeah it happened but he didn't sleep with her your husband and you have the most frank open loving talk about your relationship in this episode it is one of the most real things I've ever heard put on audio, and it was shocking to hear. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Thank you. And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't shocking in that, like... Drama way. In that, like, sort of voyeurist... Right, it wasn't It wasn't in a drama way. It was shocking in that it was so open. Like, it wasn't the events that felt shocking. It was how just genuine and straightforward. Adult. And, <laughs> yes, it was just... It was really lovely. Um, Thank you. Was this, were you ever like worried or stressed out about discussing things like this or putting them out for everybody to hear? No, uh, not necessarily putting them out for everybody to hear. If anything, I was more concerned about my husband's ability to keep up with my candidness. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I I perform for a living. You know what I mean? That's what I do. So I have here, I have this guy that is not in front of the camera or in front of the stage at all. And talking about these very serious topics that I don't even really know on a deep, deep level how he's dealt with them. You know what I mean? I know that he's dealt with them, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how he's really dealt with them. You never really know what a person, they'll tell you what they think you want to hear, but they won't tell you exactly what they're feeling. And so in this particular episode, I was kind of, um, 
it may not seem like it, but I was actually treading lightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I didn't want Tim to feel like I was forcing him to talk about something he wasn't ready to talk about. But as the right. episodes went on throughout the season, he opened up a lot. And you'll see in episode, the final episode, our finale was about infidelity. It was be less petty about infidelity. And we had Anita back on and we got in deep wow. at that point about oh, the wow. whole situation and what happened and how it went down. And she like asked him questions and uh, we caught him off guard a few times. And he was like, I wasn't ready for that, but it's cool. You know, and he was just he had spent so much time on the podcast at that point that he was way more willing to be open. And I think he sees that everything that I've been through, because my husband, my husband and I met when my youngest daughter that passed away was a month old. So that wasn't his biological daughter. So he's kind of mm -hmm. seen, I mean, he was there and he felt the energy of it, but he's also seen my journey on the outskirts. He hasn't necessarily lived this journey with me right. until this, this, you know, this latest child passed away. But all of the other stuff that I had been through was not necessarily while I was with him. And so when you're, when you're looking at something from the outside, you may not be as open to talk about it you know what I mean? As yeah. the person that is actually going yeah. through it. And so I wasn't necessarily sure if he would be as open, but once I, I think he's witnessed me be comfortable with it. Like, Oh, mm -hmm. she talks about it. She's comfortable with, it. she doesn't mind this stuff. And because I don't mind it and he's always trying to protect me, then he doesn't mind it. Struct I mean, right. content wise, it's fantastic, but also structurally, like from a out outside yeah. reviewer looking in this first episode feels like i'm listening to episode 50 like everything is like i feel i have a good grasp on what be less petty as a show is because of all this openness and like sincere yeah. uh conversation happening with both you and the host and you and your husband engaging with right. what the host is talking about no one is being talked at it's a full conversation which is a very rare thing oh, yeah. in interview-based shows. Yeah, definitely. That's taken some time to get to. We definitely spent many years of our marriage talking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't think we're just like this this fairy tale unicorn couple that just like are riding away in the waves. No, we actually had our issues. I mean, so much so where I had to move out. I mean, we've been through it and back. But I feel like anything, for, for one, you're going to have to go through it with somebody. So anybody listening that's mm -hmm. in a relationship, please keep that in mind. You're going to have to go through it with somebody. You just have to decide if this is the person you're willing to go through it with. And I decided that after the cheat and was like, you know what? All right, let me saddle up. It's not going to be easy. You know, the ride is probably going to be tough. I'm dealing with my own bag of shit. He got his own bag of shit. And we got to somehow find a way not to make our life smell like shit. <laughs> so how do we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and so we we figured out how to how to mask the smell and but you don't really mask it you really just go in that bag and start dealing with your shit you know what I mean yeah. you start dealing yeah. with it you start getting rid of it and I think that uh my journey with like myself after everything with heaven which was my daughter's name after everything with her I started on this like really deep self-love journey because I started to see how much I didn't love myself and I was mm -hmm. like oh my god like I don't love myself. I thought I did, but all of these things that I've been doing is very egotistical based. It's like not, they're, they're just through insecurities and fear. It's not real, you know? And 
really digging into that and starting to meditate and write and just my husband seeing my discipline led to him meditating, you know, and then him meditating led to us being able to have calmer, more, um, considerate conversations and just willing to listen to one another and really listen to understand, not listen to rebuttal, which is huge in a marriage. Um, and we're still not all the way there. Believe you me, uh, if something comes up that I'm passionate about, I'm listening to rebuttal, but (laughs) I try really hard to listen, to understand so that I can be more responsive versus reactive. And it's, you know, it's making for a much healthier and happier marriage. I think. He may think differently, but I think so. (laughs) Do you think that being on the podcast together has helped that at all? I think it did. I think it did because he wanted us to do something together for a long time. Like he's a very like uh, loving and sensitive and inclusive kind of guy. He loves his friends. He loves, and I've always been kind of like a loner. You know, I was raised in a house of 13. Um, I was younger. I was the like the baby. Nobody was, and I didn't actually live with my mom. I lived with my grandma. So everybody were like uncles and uncles and older cousins. And so I played mm-hmm. by myself. You know, I wrote little stories and read them to my stuffed dolls. Like that's what I did. So I didn't mind being alone. And he's the complete opposite of that. He wants the kids mm-hmm. around, he wants the dogs around. I'm like, they're leaving. Yes, this is exciting. Why do you want them here? You know? <laughs> and he's like, no, we, we're going to miss them and we need our family, you know? And so he always wanted to do something. And I'm more like, well, I'm a loner. I don't want to do anything. I feel like my art is my art and your art is your art. But I do think there's something to be said about couples doing things together. That thing that they have, that's mm-hmm. just their own. Um, because it, for one, it builds trust in the relationship. I trust that in this conversation, my mate isn't going to say anything that's going to leave me out here hanging to defend myself. Right. And he trusts the same thing. And so throughout that, you know, however many weeks that we did that for, it definitely did strengthen our communication skills. Um, sadly, I haven't had him on that much for, I haven't had him on at all actually for season two, just because he's traveling for work and mm. super busy. Um but I really hope that I do get him back on in season two at some point because he's been a great add to the to the podcast for sure. Yeah. Oh, this one led to, well, you already answered the question of not having uh, questions written down. Um, yep. The, <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh, is it okay to open a partner's phone? That question was probably what's i mean i was sold on it already but that question was such a strong closer um yeah how long had you been sitting on that um i don't even i actually think it was an in the moment really uh more because i wanted to (laughs) because the the whole entire podcast was about communication and i i found myself talking a lot about the things that mike and i were going through communication wise and not really what listeners may be going through and so i had to consider that i was like oh just because we're comfortable with one another's phones you know uh i don't want to not touch on these things that other couples are probably really experiencing like we don't deal with the phone shit that much no more like you know we used to but now if anything is more computer stuff like i'll be writing something and he'll glance and i'll be like what you looking at you know what i mean and and that's more so just mm-hmm. because i don't work a nine to five and i don't want him to see me on amazon you know what i mean wow <laughs> so like, don't, look at my, don't look at my computer screen <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so I think that question just came up more so for the listeners just because I was like oh shit I haven't really talked about things that they may be facing ah 
do you think I'm I'm just kind of curious about this. Do you think that listeners listen more to get advice or more because of you and your husband and your dynamic? Um, I think a lot of my listeners are definitely there for me. Like, I think most of them mm-hmm. listen just because they know me as a comedian. Uh, they followed the podcast when it was other names. Um, and they just <laughs> like, like I've had people message me and say, gosh, I love just listening to you. I love just, I can listen to you talk forever. Like that's what people say. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's more about that. And then my husband being one was pretty cool too. Cause I had a lot of people say, like, I've gotten a couple um, write-ups too. I've looked at some of like the, Uh, comments and one lady was like my husband and I listen to this together and then we discuss the topic yeah to get and I thought that was so awesome I was like oh my god that's so freaking cool that it's couples out here doing that so I think we do have a couple couples that listen because of us and then I think the majority Mm -hmm. of my fan base is because of me as a comic um but I would hope Mm -hmm. that you know a lot more people listen just because of the whole concept of be less petty just to how do you, you know, what are, what are some things that they're also doing and dealing with in their own life that they can take away from it? Yeah. When I was listening to this episode the first time I was, I was won over obviously by the intro and by the concept. And the next thing for me was, um, you know, your dynamic with everybody and how everybody meshed together and your personalities. And then I found my, I I like almost tricked myself into being like, oh, this is just going to be fun. And then at the end, I was like, oh, no, I learned a lot. Like, (laughs) like I played myself. Oh, Oh, no, no, I learned a lot. That's funny. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to introspect and learn about myself. Oh, no. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's good. I'm betting that a lot of people do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like, um, so there's this, uh, what is it called? There's this podcast that's really famous. It's got Esther Perel in it. It's her show. She's like a sex, where should we begin? Oh, so Esther Perel, yeah, the Esther... therapy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We listen to that so, as a couple. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. And I feel like, you know, you go into that knowing that you're going to learn something and you're going to like see this journey of this couple um, because that's very much how the podcast advertises itself you know like that's the whole concept with yours I feel like the concept is there in the branding and everything and you're also there but I feel like I feel like it's almost a more comfortable way to learn about yourself because you're learning about yourself through these hosts who are learning about themselves whereas with Esther Perel she's it's it's her, you know, like you already know that she's the expert. I love that feeling of being able to learn alongside the two of you, especially in this episode, speaking to this counselor. I thought that was, I, again, I feel like this is just going to be such a, a great way for listeners to learn more about themselves without necessarily not on purpose you know, realizing yeah. that they're, right exactly i exactly. love that i love that you said that because i do feel like that's literally the be less petty brand like i'm learning these things mm-hmm. too i'm reading these books i'm applying these techniques i'm you know i'm trying new things like oh 
journaling every day. Oh, meditating twice a day. Oh, doing this thing. Oh, writing gratitude journals. Oh, this, the, oh, that, you know, I'm applying all these different things and I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to work, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to be uh, disciplined enough to even stick with them. But when you know that you're trying something and it's, and it is working, and then you have other people that are like, oh, I tried that thing and it is working and you're talking about it with people it is pretty cool to see that because you're, you're yeah. learning and growing together. And I think that's what has been probably the most beautiful thing with this entire journey, just with my husband, with everything, with the infidelity, with us doing this podcast together, with us um, going through other things just as a couple. You know, it's been such a learning experience on who we are, on how to deal with other people, because I mean, the most important person to have to deal with on a daily basis is your mate. And if you learn how to mm-hmm. deal with them in a more, um, I don't want to say peaceful, I don't even want to use the word calm, but just in a more respectful manner, you know, if you learn to respect mm-hmm. your mate, where you guys can connect and talk and discuss real serious topics without wanting to kill each other, I think that's pretty dope because you can pretty much do that with anybody. Then there's nobody that should be able to mm-hmm. excite you like your mate in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're able to, if you're able to master that with them, then you should be able to master that out in the world when dealing with anybody. But the biggest thing is being able to master the control within yourself. And I think when you're in a, when you're in a relationship or a marriage, for sure, you have to do that in order to make it work. You have to learn to master yourself. I want to, so I want to talk about your experience podcasting so far. So you've been, you've been podcasting for a while now in different iterations. What do you think is the most important thing that you've learned, even if it's something that's really like silly and basic, um, but something that you've learned since starting to podcast? Um, probably the most impactful thing is talk about what you talk about, what you want to talk about, not what you want, what you think people will want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most, the most biggest thing. Like just, if you're going to start a new podcast, like don't go into like me, I'm a comedian, right? You know, I could have easily went mm-hmm. into this doing comedy and trying to sell it as mm-hmm. a comedy podcast. Uh, but I know for a fact that for one, I wouldn't have been happy doing that. And for two, I would have found myself, um, struggling to bring fresh and new content because that's not a passion of mine. I mean, comedy, stand-up comedy right. is, I love being on stage, but I think that has more to do with just entertaining, being in front of a crowd. You know, it's not necessarily about the jokes. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say, talk about the things that are most passionate passionate to you. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, aside from that, sound quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quality, uh, I, I, I'm such a perfectionist. I, I go through and I edit and think about when you listen into a podcast, think about y- how you would want to hear a podcast. Like it's, there are some podcasts I can't listen to because they smack their lips a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. I cannot I can't stand. I can't, it. I can't listen to it. So I, I turn, yes. I mean, I'm talking halfway. I'll be like, Oh, this is great content. And then the fourth one, I'm like, no, I can't. Oh, well I'll have to read yeah. a book or something, but I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. And so with me, I'm such a perfectionist that I edit all my own podcasts, which I hate by the way. Um, so if there is another perfectionist <laughs> out there that would like to edit my podcast and know how to edit out the snacks, <laughs> please do contact me. Uh, but what I do is I go through and I listen and I'll listen to a podcast three and four times to edit out yeah. the smack. 
and different smacks mm-hmm. and stuff. I will, I will go through three and four times and I will go through to make sure that my, I'm highlighting my guests in the best way as well, because if they are trying to get a point across and they're like, Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make them look good. Right. And so I go through and I take that whole segment out. I take that out. I don't want my, my guests to stumble and sound like they're unprofessional um, because they're doing me a favor by coming on to my podcast. Uh, I can sound, right. I can stumble and do those things, but I don't want my guests to have to listen to themselves sound like that. And so I go through and I really polish my guests up to make sure that they sound the best and that that smacking is not I won't book certain guests again because they smack too much and I had to spend hours editing out their smack I'm serious like it's crazy like it's 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 insane it's such an annoying thing so if you if you have a podcast that would be my advice edit out the smack please Uh, you mentioned near the end of the first episode it feels like no time's passed at all it's like 35 minutes or something like that usually interview style shows just go on for a fucking hour and how how much did you cut down Mm -hmm. your average interview i don't really cut them down i don't really cut them down i i'll I'll separate them and put them into two episodes if i feel like it's just overwhelming because you know if you're driving in the car you got a 30 minute drive you'll listen to part one and then pick up on part two Mm -hmm. tomorrow you know, which mm-hmm. is less intimidating than if you see an hour and 20 minute podcast, you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get into that right now. Versus if you see two mm-hmm. 35 minute or two 40 minute podcasts, you may be more willing to listen to one of them. And so that's usually what I do. I'll just split it. Like my final, uh, my finale is three episodes because it was an hour and a half conversation. What percentage of each like raw recording do you think that you edit out for stumbles or whatever else you're you're removing? For the most part, um, probably like not even, probably less than 10%. It's not even, wow. yeah, it's not that big of a deal because I, I try to run the conversation so smoothly that we don't have those mm-hmm. kind of hiccups. We just talking, you know what I mean? We're just having a conversation and it's no mm-hmm. big deal. It's no, you know, unless somebody says, oh, can you edit that out? I've had that happen. You know, and I've accidentally not edited it out before and then gotten calls like, I asked you to edit that out. And I'm like, yeah, well, you asked me during the podcast. How was I supposed to remember that? You should have emailed me. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so, um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really do too much. It's really the smacking that gets me because I like to, and I say that I'm like, Hey, this is very open and honest. So, you know, whatever you say is most likely going to go on the podcast. Like I prefer Mm -hmm. not to take anything out. Uh, if you say something that's very honest and then you're like, Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, well, you said it and you felt good about saying it. I don't want to take that away from my listeners when this is what this is about. This is all about being open and honest. It's kind of like living with regrets meshed into this new concept all in one. I'm still kind of forcing people to get honest with themselves, which is pretty cool. Um, so it works, but I don't like the smacking and that's probably the biggest thing that I spend time editing on. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> I don't see how people, I've heard so many podcasts, even recently, like big podcasts. And I'm like, how? How are yeah. you not even paying somebody to do that? Like, how are you allowing these things to still be here? Yeah. Like, we know you have the money. We know you have it. Use it for an editor. What are you exactly. doing? Exactly. And oh. it doesn't take nothing yes. but literally Thank a split you. second to swallow. <laughs> 
So right. why do you even have right. to do that? You know what I mean? Like just that freaking is, swallow before you start talking. If that that's a very the case. real piece of advice that very few people will actually <laughs> take the time to say, it does not take that much to just reset the whole mouth situation. Yes, just there's only so many it. times yeah. you can say like, "Keep water nearby," right. and Granny Smith apples are fantastic. Also, swallow. Yes, just swallow. Right. It's super easy, and that's really what it is. It's like, and, and when people people talk and they swallow, they don't know how to like. I think too, a lot of people just move too fast, so they don't think mm-hmm. about the fact that they just swallowed and now they're going to have this reaction to not having fluid in their mouth that in the mouth does this sound but if you swallow and then take the time to open your mouth afterwards it doesn't mm-hmm. create that sound you know but i don't think a lot of people a lot right. of people just don't even think about it but i grew up with a mom that literally will knock you out the chair if you smacked, like she don't, don't you do that smacking? Don't you smack them? Li- like my mom was like one of those, I mean, with eating, with drinking something, we had to drink our Kool-Aid in silence. Okay. There was no, <clears throat> like there was none of that. There was like silent Kool-Aid sipping in my house. So <laughs> I just grew up not being allowed to smack. So it really does make my skin crawl. Yeah. <laughs> so then Last question for you. So as you know, Gavin and I are podcast critics. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. What didn't you like about the podcast? Or I'm not going to say didn't you like because that makes it into more of a negative thing. What would you want to see more of or what would you have liked to see changed or different or what do you think the podcast could use? This is incredibly nitpicky and I just want to preface that right up. But I have to be nitpicky because I don't have that many overall notes that are that constructive. Right. The rap is fantastic, but it's obviously recorded somewhere not the studio you record the um the interview in. Definitely right. shit sound on that rap. So definitely even shit the rap actually so right. the rap itself yeah. is so <laughs> like there's enough volume and pace to it that you don't really notice. But when you're talking at the beginning and then segueing, it does sound like you are somewhere yes. else on a different yeah. mic, and then suddenly it's this really clear audio (laughs) yeah yeah i would i would re-record just that little tiny sort of spoken intro bit that way you know your audience is coming into your podcast and the first thing they hear is crisp audio yeah that's so funny gavin you stole my super nitpicky thing because i don't have many (laughs) constructive notes either (laughs) And and it's really nitpicky, but unfortunately, there are people who are going to nope out because they're used to hearing, you know, rich white dudes in fucking Brooklyn with $100 microphones. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been on my list to re-record that. So definitely thank you for that. Yeah. Nothing else? Um, I'm trying to, honestly, it was just, it was so engaging. I really enjoyed it. I <laughs> I don't even know. I think you I think you just had such great chemistry with everybody. The timing of of the conversation was so good. It covered so much. Um I would say like maybe at most nah, like I was going to say I was going to say you could do a little like 
you know, quick, more solid intro before you lead into the conversation with your guest, you know, where you give a little bit of background on what the podcast is and why you made it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But like the song does that for itself. I think it would slow down the momentum. So no, I just, I honestly really enjoyed it. I think it's just such a solid, I think that it does oh, what it um, does so perfectly. This is, this is totally uh, both a compliment and a suggestion to listeners. Uh, your show notes are so fucking on point. People do not They're implement so show notes like that. They're and so good. I am so into it. Uh, for anyone who's wondering how to do show notes for an interview style nonfiction show, go look at Be Less Petty. <laughs> Yes. yes. Gosh, I think that was the only episode I did that for. <laughs> I mean, I can see why, because it's obvious there's a shitload of effort put into it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking because I remember when I first started writing it, I was like, ooh, and then she talked about this book, and then these are the points we covered, and blah, and I was like really excited. And then like by episode two, I was like, this shit is overrated. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's the, that's the show notes. Listen to the podcast. No, actually, I think I may have done. I'm going now. I have to go look and see if I actually did that for, <laughs> for other ones, too. <laughs> oh, no, I kind of did it. Okay, I kind of did it for a few other ones. I didn't bullet point everything that we talked about in some of the other ones just because it didn't... Um, we didn't really like, you know, the polyamory one, right? We didn't really talk about anything where people would yeah. have to, you know go and look up stuff mm -hmm. but if it does have information where i feel like it's a book involved or a website or something really valuable that i feel like should be taken away i do usually throw that in the show notes yeah good good <laughs> yeah they're they're great yeah. <laughs> now i'm gonna go through Even and like edit all my show notes <laughs> <laughs> well this has been so nice. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on Tuned In Dialed Up. It's been so lovely having you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? Okay. Uh, if you want to go to my website, kellyhoward.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-E. -L -L -E. So like Kanye, but <laughs> Kelly. Last name Howard, <laughs> H-O-W-A-R-D um, dot com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the same name, Kelly Howard. Uh, I think my Facebook is real Kelly Howard just because, yeah, I don't know why. Um, mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Instagram, everything is just Kelly Howard. Um, my podcast, Be Less Petty, is wherever you get your podcast. It's on Stitcher. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's everywhere. Oh, Where I'm on YouTube too. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Yes, YouTube. Yeah, I have, that, I have that. absolutely. I don't even know how I let that slip my mind. So I have a YouTube channel <laughs> called Be Less Petty TV, and um, it basically is the same thing that I do on the podcast, except it's not with anyone. It's a head to camera kind of deal, you know, mm -hmm. just talking straight mm -hmm. to camera. Be Less Petty TV. Less petty yep, TV. on youtube that's it listeners you can find me at, at will w writes that's w-i-l-w -W underscore writes um on twitter you can find me at will williams dot reviews i write all over the place etc etc gavin where can oh, people find I'm, you and um, also uh, tuned well in they can up? find the more important one they can find tuned in dialed up at dialed up podcast hey. com. you be nice to my friend uh, gavin uh, you can find me on twitter <laughs> at the or, uh tuned in dialed up it's also on twitter as at tuned in dialed up because we are so creative 
I am on Twitter at the pod report, D H E P O D R E P O R T. <laughs> and if you slap a dot com after that, that's my website. Also, I'll be speaking at Pod X this Nashville, this Nashville, this June in Nashville. So if you want to check that out, I'll be doing that. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, thank you for joining us on this uh, uh, from the sound up saga we've been on once again just to quickly remind you the be less petty episode you can find on its own feed and you'll find it here on the tune and dialed up feed with the special intro from will which i will quietly mention here so that she remembers to record it thank you <laughs> <laughs>